Hello, this is Tim Sandlin from the 102nd Intelligence Wing Public Affairs Office. Today, I'm joined by Ms. Jill Garvin, the Director of Psychological Health for the 102nd Intelligence Wing. How are you doing, Jill? I am doing great. Thank you, Tim. Fantastic. So uh, what we're going to be talking about today is PTSD. It is um, June is PTSD Awareness Month, and so we want to get a little awareness out there to you. And so uh, to start off the uh, interview here, um, you know, most of us know someone or maybe have experienced it ourselves, but we're, we're all somewhat aware of PTSD. Jill, can you explain what PTSD actually is? Yes. Um, so PTSD results from experiencing a traumatic event. This can be something that you have personally witnessed or even something that you have learned about. Um, it's something that causes uh, fear and helplessness and horror. It can be anything from a natural disaster, rape, um, violent assault, a serious accident, and what most people are familiar with mm -hmm. um, is, is war. So those are some of the things that can cause PTSD and what the results are. Post-traumatic stress is not that uncommon. Mm -hmm. About 60% of men do have a traumatic um, uh, incident or, or event throughout mm -hmm. their lives and about 50% of women. So it's it's pretty common. Sure. The What happens is that um, our our post-traumatic stress, usually it starts to recover naturally after we've gone through something that is traumatic or it resolves. But for, but for some, the symptoms persist and they become really distressing and interfere, it interferes in their lives. Mm. And so usually if someone has persistent symptoms for more than a month, that's when you start looking at that diagnosis. So a lot of people can go through a natural disaster or witness something horrific. Mm -hmm. um, it could cause them to lose sleep, to have nightmares. All that is completely normal, but it's when it persists and it interferes after a certain amount of time that it turns into post-traumatic stress disorder. I see. So... You mentioned a few of the symptoms there. Um, any any other symptoms you should be uh, on the watch for? Yeah, so when you go and speak to someone about uh, your symptoms and, and if you're wondering if you have PTSD, there are usually what we call four clusters, four mm -hmm. areas that you look at. So one is um, re-experiencing, where you're re-experiencing uh, memories, and they can be very vivid. It feels like it just happened yesterday or it's happening right there in the moment. Would like night terrors and... Uh, yeah, night terrors and nightmares, absolutely. Nightmares. That's all part of, that's all part of um, re-experiencing. Re and then there's hyper-arousal where you're on guard, you're having sleep disturbance, you're irritable, have difficulty concentrating. Jumpy. Jumpy, exaggerated startle response if you've sure. ever... Yeah seeing someone kind of almost jump out of their chair, you scare them if you just come up behind them and quietly, but they're, it's an over kind of startled response. The other um, cluster is avoidance, which is uh, when someone tends to shut down, they may use substances to avoid how they're mm -hmm. feeling, they may avoid people and situations, 
And a lot of these strategies actually work. I mean, they're coping mechanisms for the person, but in the long run, it doesn't. You know, it prevents you from from recovering. And um, alteration in thought and mood, like negative beliefs. A lot of people will blame themselves or feel they are at fault for something. Um, They might experience a lot of fear, a lot of shame, and a lot of guilt. So again, a lot of um, mood and belief changes as well. And all these clusters that I've just just, um, discussed, they interact and they kind of reinforce each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's probably the easiest way to recognize it in others or, more importantly, yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you start treating it? How do you, you know, what's the first step in the... So there are treatment options, and what I always suggest to to people that I speak with that are curious if they have PTSD, uh, there there are some online tests you can take. There are some things that you can do to see where you fall um, in that range, but there are three types of treatments for PTSD that are Mm evidence-based, and they're all part of what we call cognitive behavioral therapy. So one is called PE, and that stands for Prolonged Exposure Therapy. The other one is CPT, which is Cognitive Processing Therapy. And the other is EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing which I was actually trained in a number of years ago. And these things have had uh, a lot of research. Their um, people are very successful that, that engage in one of those treatments. They're more successful than if they don't engage in any kind of treatment, of course. And over the years, and, and when I've worked with uh, people that have had PTSD, different things work for different people. Some people love EMDR. It's like the best thing ever, and it changed them completely, and some people have hated it. Same with prolonged exposure therapy and CPT. So those are all cognitive behavioral therapies. Sometimes, not always, but there are also medications that can help alongside, you know, getting engaging in treatment. Uh, Usually, some doctors will prescribe SSRIs, an antidepressant that can help, such as like Zoloft or or Prozac, those kind of things can help with those symptoms. And of course, you you know, just being engaged and talking with someone is, is very important. And I also encourage people, when you go and see a therapist or you start looking for a therapist, Mm -hmm. you're at the wing. It's one of the One of the things that I can help with if someone's looking for a marriage therapist or something for PTSD or if it's substance abuse, if you come to me, I can kind of help you narrow down your search and give you some suggestions on what to look for. You're not going to go see a family therapist if you've got PTSD necessarily. So there are therapists that are are trained in dealing with symptoms of PTSD and that evidence-based, those evidence based modalities that I explained. And you want to ask somebody, yeah, what what is your approach to PTSD? What's your training? What kind of degree do you have? It's really important because if you go to a therapist that doesn't understand, that can be more harmful. There 
are a lot of people that have PTSD and they have that diagnosis. There are a lot of people in the military that are serving in the military that have PTSD. There is nothing wrong with having PTSD. If, you're, if your symptoms are manageable or you've been treated um, and, and it doesn't you know, impact mission, it doesn't interfere with your ability to do your job. So, or you know, it could have some effects at times if you kind of get re-triggered, but you know how to take care of it. And it, it doesn't end your career. Um, nor does getting counseling or if someone had to get on medications. It's not disqualifying. Again, what we look at is, is how is it going to impact you at work? So a lot of people, one of the reasons I send out emails about PTSD month or depression or anxiety is because there's still that stigma. People are afraid of speaking up. But when I send out those emails, I always, always get a response from someone. I think it just feels safe to say, hey, I, I've experienced this too, or I have PTSD, and this is what helped me, and this is what didn't help me. And they'll share a little bit of their experience. And, um, and you know, again, it's just it's important to let somebody know. You don't have to suffer alone, but to let somebody know that you're experiencing this or you think you might be experiencing this. You don't have to suffer, like I said, and there's lots of help and support for it. Are there any other resources available that uh, you want to yeah. share? Like, uh... So I have a ton of resources, but I won't kind of over overdo them. One is PTSD Coach, okay. and that's a Department of Defense app that you can find um, in, in under your apps on your phone or whatever. And it's got some really great, great, tools in there for coping, for managing symptoms. That's a, a great app. There's also the VA website. They have a ton of online tests and literature, things for families. If you've got a family member that's struggling with your PTSD diagnosis, um, there's some great resources on that website as well. We also have the VET Center here on the Cape. We have one. There's There's several in the state, but you may also be eligible to go and see them. And I mentioned them because, like I said before, they specialize in military culture, they understand PTSD. And the other thing that sometimes happens as well that I've noticed is you could have had PTSD from childhood, not necessarily in your military experience, and then be in your military experience and something could happen that could sort of re Trigger, re-traumatize you. And that's actually very, very common because people, again, will blame themselves and think, well, my job's not that hard. Why would I be experiencing these things or feel depressed and and having all these mood changes when I just mow the lawn or, you know, I just help on on grounds, you know, that kind of thing. But but often if you kind of look back and trace it back, there's usually some kind of original trauma there too that's important to take a look at. How can folks uh, reach out to you locally? They can reach out to me by um, calling my cell number, which is best right now. It's 508-237-6652, 508-237-6652. I'm in the global. You can also email me. All right. So um, anything, anything else you'd like to add? 
Yeah, just again, feel free to call me. I'm happy to send resources your way. If you're concerned about a family member, I, again, have plenty of resources that I can send you and you can call me. And I'm happy to um, connect you with those resources as well. And Military OneSource is always a good resource too. They've got a ton of stuff on their website that you can check out as well. That's great. That's great. So uh, once again, this has been Tim Sandlin with the Public Affairs Office at the 102nd Intelligence Wing. And I've been talking to Ms. Jill Garvin, the Director of Psychological Health here at the Wing. And um, feel free to reach out to Jill if you need her help. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you again next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.